Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome inside high school sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, and we have Peter Hudecki, head coach, St. Joe's Lacrosse, in studio today, and that's what we are going to be talking about is boys lacrosse. The season is upon us. Good morning, guys. Morning, morning, y'all. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Please forgive me if I sound a little out of sorts today. Uh, allergies are really kicking my butt. Uh, very difficult to breathe, and when you rely on breathing through your nose while you talk through a microphone, yeah, it can be a little tricky. So bear with me. We'll get through this hour. Guys, let's get into news and notes. What, Raj? So you it have- only hurts when you breathe? Uh, that, <laughs> that don't, don't breathe. breathe. Yeah, exactly. What's the big deal? <laughs> He'd like that, wouldn't he? What would you do without him? I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead, Frank. News and notes. News buddy. and notes. Okay, it's Saturday, April 8th. Let's start with Section 6. Uh, on the website, they have posted an opening for Girls Modified Representative. Qualifications for the position and an application is posted up on the website. Take a look at that if you're interested. Again, they need a Girls Modified Representative for Section 6. Christian Central Academy is still looking for an athletic director. Coaching vacancies. There are plenty. Dunkirk, Christian Central, Alden, just to name a few. There's a bunch. Hilbert College is hosting a boys and girls summer basketball camp. Check out the website for that for more information there. Dunkirk High School is hosting an athletic injury prevention clinic April 29th from 930 to 2 out at the high school. Uh, The spring sports season is underway. A lot of teams still looking to fill out their schedules For a complete list of coaching vacancies and scheduling announcements, please visit www.section6.e1b.org. At a Mount Senior Martin Association, um, St. Joe's has uh, named their new AD. It'll be Brian Ankin, who is a Western New York native, currently coaching, uh, coaching lacrosse at the collegiate level down in West Virginia. He replaces longtime AD and friend of the program Pete Schneider, who took a job with uh, Monsignor Martin uh, as the executive director. And uh, this past week, uh, Dave Rickey broke a story out of Mount St. Mary's that uh, head coach Mike McCarthy would not be returning. And that has players and parents uh, upset, stunned, to say the least. Uh, No reason was given. Um, But I am told uh, through a few sources that McCarthy has plenty of head coaching offers already. Oh, good. Uh, and, again, Dave Rickey broke that story thanks to Dave. That was the most viewed story on uh, WNY Athletics, over 4,500 hits this week alone. Um, Roger? Just puzzling. You know, I guess, uh, I don't know, it's, it's coincidental. I mean, don't get me wrong, and I'm being even more obnoxious than I usually am. But, you know. Is that possible? Uh, <laughs> bingo. Uh, three years ago, uh, Coach Joe Doherty at Narden knocked off a Sacred Heart three times. 
And you know, like I said, there are people that uh, would wish they could have beaten Sister Marie three times in their life, let alone three times in one year. He wasn't bought back the following year. And then a year later, uh, Sister Marie's contract's not re, uh, reunited. Now this year, for the first time ever, Mount St. Mary's uh, girls basketball team actually beat uh, Sacred Heart in a game, and he's not coming back. What am I missing here? Ooh. It's a head-scratcher, to say the least. We need uh, the X-Files uh, on this one. Get <laughs> 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 some investigative <laughs> reporters, uh, something like that. Uh, well, what a coincidence. I mean, you know, uh, I reached out to uh, Pete during the week to come on to the come on the show and then a couple of days later we get the announcement of a new AD at St. Joe's. Uh have you had contact with uh with him yet or uh first of all thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it guys. Um I have not uh been able to talk to him yet but I did send him a welc- welcoming email and just tell him that if he needed anything you know, I'm here for him if he needs something. I know he's a lacrosse guy. Well that's which has makes to... me pretty excited. Yeah. You know? You know, anything to help with the program is, is great, especially when your boss is, is a big-time lacrosse guy. It's going to be great. Does the AD put the schedule together, or do you do that as the coach? We we put our own schedule together um, for all the non-league stuff, and then I, I run the league, so I set the league schedule as well. So, oh, okay. So pretty much. But, if you know, if we needed a game that we usually wouldn't be able to get, I'm sure his connections would help out a lot. Nice. Finishing up here, uh, Kevin Lester, longtime AD out at Will South, is going to be retiring at the end of the school year. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's a great yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. You talk about a wealth of knowledge when it comes to baseball. You sit and down and talk to him for hours, especially history of baseball in western New York. Yeah, and I want to give a shout-out to Patrick Nagy from the Amherst B uh, Sports Reporter. He earned honorable mention for, for his sports coverage in the area uh, by the New York Press uh, at the annual award ceremony, so congrats to him. He's a real Bravo. good guy. Uh, does a lot for the kids. And uh, a couple fundraisers I want to talk about. South Park football. Our good friend uh, Coach Delaney out there is putting one together. A taste of South Buffalo. I can hear your stomachs growling, guys. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Saturday, April 22nd, out at the South Park High School from 12 noon to 3 p.m., a uh, bunch of different local restaurants and vendors from the area will be out there serving all different kinds of food and desserts. A lot of pizza and wings I'm hearing. They're also going to have LuLaRoe vendors. I guess this is very popular with the ladies. I'm not sure what that is. I just is. bought He's... some for my wife. You did? What is it? They're leggings that are, like, really soft. Okay. And uh, they got, like, the shirts and the dresses and all that stuff. And... There you go, Raj. There That'd you go. for you. So we'll be, uh, <laughs> they, come, they come in men's too, Roger. So <laughs> this is uh, you know if you guys bring your lady friends down with you, I'm sure they're going to find something that they're going to be able to purchase, and it all for a great cause, raise money for that South Park team. Admission is free. They're also going to have a basket raffle. So stop by Coach Delaney. He said he may even sign uh, autographs for uh, the book he has. Nice. There, so good for him. And North Tonawana baseball. They're having a fundraiser tomorrow morning. A pancake breakfast, eight to ten a.m. Out at Applebee, 1641 Niagara Falls Boulevard. If you mention Dan Hannon's name, you get an extra piece of bacon, Whoa. I am told. So if you have any news and notes out there or any fundraisers coming up, check us out on the Facebook page and send them in to us so we can get them on the air each Saturday morning. Thank you. Is that Canadian or American? Bacon. Oh. bacon. We'll find out tomorrow. I'll be there. Begging for bacon. <laughs> bacon! Uh, I just got one announcement. On May 1st at Ilio de Palos, we are going to hold the first and hopefully the first annual and annual girls high school basketball banquet. Neat. Uh, details to follow. Uh, Coach Kristen Dolan from Will South, Coach Nick O'Neill from Cardinal O'Hara, and uh, Coach Ron Stepien <coughs> excuse me, from uh, 
uh, Sacred Heart are spearheading a committee uh, that uh, we're going to have this thing. Uh, the boys have had a banquet for about four or five years now. We're going to try to catch the girls up. So details will follow. Uh, we will be sending out emails to the coaches and all that. But uh, if you have it uh, tied up uh, May 1st yet, keep it open for the first girls' uh, high school basketball banquet. Oh, that's a great, uh, great news stuff. Good stuff, guys. All right, we're going to get into our discussion today. Uh, as I said, Peter Hudecki from St. Joe's is here. First of all, we have to congratulate you on an uh, incredible season with South Park basketball. Thank you. Thank you. It was a great, great year. Kids did great. I was very proud of them. They uh, made a lot of big steps from the year before, so I was very proud of them, especially uh, our seniors. Shakur Harris did an excellent job leading our team. I was so impressed with him at Buff State. So impressed. Now he's playing today in the uh, the All Star games going on at the Grabyard School. What times that start again, Raj? Twelve thirty. First game games will be at twelve thirty two and three thirty. Would be the uh, you know the Yale Cup it, yeah. versus uh, Monsignor Martin. And they had the uh, Pell All Stars at Niagara Falls High School. What Thursday, I believe it was. And from what I understand, that that was a tremendous success. And I'm sure today's going to be outstanding. You know, uh, uh, the folks at Butler Mitchell do such a, a great job with this uh, event, the Silver Hoops Classic, going on today at the Grabiash School. I was on just going to say, in the old country, did we I do say it right? Grabiash. Okay. Uh, also, we couldn't swing it this year. Uh, we just didn't start early enough, but we hope the next year have a senior basketball games for the girls as well. Yeah, that uh, that would be nice. All right, now you're going to transition. You're going to take your basketball cap on. You've put your lacrosse cap on, and now you guys are underway. Uh, let's talk about your team first. I was watching some video this morning of you guys, and it looks like uh, your team does a very good job of moving the ball around, patient and getting the ball inside for quality shots. Uh, is that a fair assessment of your yeah, squad? Yeah, I mean, our, our offense this year is pretty dynamic. I mean, we, we have lots of options of who we want to go to. Um, we have a, a wider range of grade-level guys. Um, we have a freshman, Hunter Peruki, who's on our first-line midfielder. He's got five goals already and five assists. you got senior Jack Lally, our captain. He's a midfielder. Casey Kelly, you remember him from football. Yes. He's a sophomore midfielder. And then we have Blake Zachow, Cole Campbell, and Kellen Polera at attack. And they're doing a great job moving the ball. And, uh, I mean, it's almost like every game each of those guys get a couple goals. There's not one guy on our team that, you know, scores all the goals for us. Everyone's sharing the ball equally. Well, the video I saw, you guys are playing St. Francis, and it looked like Franny's was doing a good job in uh, forcing you guys to stay outside. But you know, you guys were making cuts and getting inside for that uh, for that uh, for a goal or, or quality shot. Yeah, our guys, you know, they've been working really hard in the off season, and it's it's you know we have a bunch of different like Cole came from Nantucket, he transferred over here when he moved over here, and then we have. Uh, Hunter, who's a freshman, so we had a couple guys that are learning the system and learning how to work with each other. But you know, they worked all off season in it, so now the season started, they're just, they're, they're they're right on track where we want to be. We talk all the time about off season conditioning, and you know, some of the football teams will say, you know, we're having troubles getting everybody involved. How has it been for lacrosse? It's you know, you get, they're hit or miss. You know, we encourage our guys to be multi sport athletes, so you know, we want them to be able to participate in many sports they can. A lot of our guys are hockey players, so in the winter time, we we don't see a lot of those guys. And then we have a good number of guys that play football, so during the football season, we don't see those guys. So you kind of like 
you know, mix and match as the year goes on. But you're not getting guys showing up that are not ready to go, that, that you know, guys are coming in in shape and they can step oh, on yeah. the field. Oh, and yeah. go. Our guys are ready to go right off the bat. If they're not they, playing a sport, they have to, or they won't make the team. Yeah. Very competitive to make the team. Competitive to make the team, very competitive to get on the field. Yeah, that's what yeah. I should say, to get yeah. on the field. Yeah. And that's what you want. You right. want the guys to understand in order to get on the field, you're going to have to work hard. Like, we have we have six good midfielders. You know, besides the other freshman, Hunter Perk, we have Ryan McGorry, who's a freshman who made our varsity team, and he's pushing guys, you know, to go to the next half. We have Garrett House. We have Matt Clute. You know, we have a second-line midfield now that can actually get out there and get minutes, you know, because they're they're doing a great job. How important is it to have depth? Oh, so important. Especially, like, last year, that was part of our problem. Towards the end of the year, we had a couple injuries. And so when we went to States, you know, we didn't have that, that full team that we had throughout the year. And with all those injuries, it was tough to, you know, win that final game. How do you get your, your, your inexperienced players, your guys who've only, maybe only been playing it for a few years, and get them on the same level as the guys, you know, who are starters and who are, you know, team captains and so forth? Well, a lot of we're going on a trip. We leave actually today at two o'clock. And we're going down to play a team in Long Island, uh, St. Dominic's. We're playing Salesianum in Delaware and the Collegiate School in Virginia, and then we're gonna have a team uh, group practice with Bethel Park, and that's when these guys will get their time because they're non-league games. We're gonna play as many guys as we can to get them ready so that we can have that depth for the push. And it's big yeah. when you're going up against quality opponents. That's how you learn. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you figure, well, okay, I didn't do this right, and you learn from it. And do you sit down with them afterwards, maybe go through some tape, say, okay, look, at you could have done this or that here? Yeah, we do 30 minutes of film every day before we go out and step on the field. So we have we actually we have great locker rooms. The locker room has a projector right there. The guys sit down right in front, boom, we hit film for 20 minutes, and then we hop, hop out on the field. So When you say you said you have six good midfielders, Okay, first question, pardon my being naive. How many midfielders on the field at Three. once? Okay, now, is this like a forward line in hockey? Is there like a center, a left midfielder, and a right, or do they rotate? They're, they pretty much play multiple positions. Sometimes you can have a crease midfielder that's really good on the crease. That's right in front of the net, but mostly all our guys kind of rotate around. We, you try to have one lefty out there if you can, but we have all that first line midfield is all righties for us. And then our second line midfielder uh, has one lefty, but two of our guys, like Hunter Peruki and Jack Lally, can go right and left, so it doesn't really matter. This is an even more naive question: Is it like soccer only with sticks in the air? I mean, in terms of positioning, is it almost the same? Yes, yes, and no. I mean, the the move the the midfield play is like it. Okay. All right. Um, there is offsides. All right, so you have to have four on defense and three on offense at all times. So you watch your speed on the outside, right? When you say four on defense, that includes the goaltender. Correct. Yeah, correct. You want your speed all over the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like fast kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> Speed's great for lacrosse. You know, Probably. that's why size doesn't really matter so much as if you're quick. I think one of the biggest aspects in lacrosse is the face-off and, and how good you are at face-offs. Face-off's huge. I mean, we have Trevor Folsom for us. He's committed to Canisius College. He does an excellent job. He's done great the last two games. Um, the, the first game we played Niger Wheatfield, I think he went almost perfect. I think he lost two maybe faceoffs. And then on the wing we have C.J. Goss. He's committed to Canisius College as well. He's a junior. He's our long stick midi. Um, and then you have two really good uh, defensive middies: Louis Serres, who's a football player and a kicker for St. Joe's, and Kyle Clifford, who is part of that state uh, hockey team. And they're D middies. D middies are athletic. Can keep guys in front of them. You know their stick skills usually aren't the best, 
but they're super athletic. And those are the two guys we have in the wing. So besides Trevor winning the faceoff himself, he's got two great guys out on the wings helping him out. Wow. You know, pick up the ground ball. You mentioned Lally's name. Obviously, we know him from the hockey season as well. Yeah. Uh, just talk about his particular game, how it translates is, from the ice to the field. Yeah. Jack's, Jack's an incredible young man. He's uh, Not only is he on the National Honor Society, but he's also very easy to coach. It's like having another coach on the field. He's one of our captains. Um, his game has progressed. He was a, he was on varsity as a sophomore. We played him as a de- defensive midfielder. And now as a senior, he's got right, left hand. Last year, at the end of the last year, he scored the game-winning goal in the playoffs. So he's just, uh, he's come so far. I'm very proud of him. He's actually, right now, he's playing uh, nationals for his hockey team right now down in uh, Texas. Cool. Does yeah. he uh, work the concession stands? The <laughs> <laughs> he could. He could. Let's start talking about some of the Monsignor Martin teams. I mentioned uh, St. Francis. Uh, kind of size up uh, how the league looks. St. Francis is going to turn some eyes this year, I think. Coach Burke's over there now from Timon. Yeah. He's over at St. Francis. Now, they just beat Timon 10-7. to First time Timon's lost to St. Francis in a long time. Um, he's got three really good players. Ryan Rusbicki, he's going to Canisius College. Uh, Jake Bell and Austin Palmer. And uh, with those guys, um, I think uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to win a couple games that people didn't think they're going to win this year. And who else is going to be challenging this year? Um, Canisius is going to be challenging. I got a chance to watch them play Nichols. They look really good. Their defense is their strongest point. Jake Lutz is back after knee surgery. He's going to Lemoyne. He did an excellent job. I got to watch him. They they, did, they struggled the faceoffs. They put Jake there, and he did a great job of winning the faceoff for them. And then they got Chris Cooley as an attackman, very quick, dodgy guy from X. And uh, Jack Baldwin is their top midfielder. And uh, at Timon, you got two guys that, you know, even though they lost to Franny's, you got two really quality lacrosse players over there. You got Christian Watts. He's only a junior. He's, he looks great out there. And then Neil Gardner, who's going to Lake Erie College, he's committed to play Division Two there. He's their lefty attackman. So it's going to be – there's a lot of parity in the league right now. It's it's kind of up in the air. We, we it beat, seems like in the last couple of years it's been – the gap is closed. Usually it was just timing ahead of everybody else. Right. We're trying to be timing now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, think, I think there's going to be a lot of good teams out there. I think it's going to be an interesting year for the Monsignor Martin League. Um, How about some of the smaller schools? Like uh, is O'Hara. O'Hara doesn't have lacrosse. No, St. Mary's. No. St. Mary's. St. Mary's has just JV lacrosse this year. They're trying to bring lacrosse back. I'd love it if they had lacrosse. I mean, it's, more, it's a growing sport the yeah. in the last, what, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. I mean, lacrosse has grown by leaps and bounds. You would think, especially in Monsignor Martin, that's where it would flourish. Yeah. You know, St. Mary's had a team for a while, and they had a varsity team, and then, they, then that went down, and now they're trying to get it back, and I hope they do. We're encouraging them. You know, I'd love to see O'Hara have a team. That'd be excellent. You know, I just don't know if they have the student body to do that. I would think lacrosse for the boys might be the best ticket to the, uh, you know, for future college uh, performance, whatever you want to call it. I remember a few years ago, uh, who, who was the school that had lacrosse players that ended up going to a school as a walk-on, and by their junior years, they were not only offered scholarships, some of them were already their college team captains. I can't remember. Uh, oh, name I don't recall. Me. Uh, but uh, that, you know, with girls, I guess uh, volleyball is probably the best ticket around here to colleges. And boys, I would think it would be lacrosse as much as any sport. I, have a, I mean, I have a number of kids that are already committed, and, like, I – 
Cole Campbell is committed to Monmouth. I got two guys committed to Canisius that I already mentioned. Zach Deacon, one of our senior defenders, committed to St. Rose. I mean, if you put the work in, I mean, college opportunities are out there. I mean, there's a number of kids playing from the local area that are doing great, like Louis Vaccaro at Canisius College, Carter Stefaniak, Drew House, J.D. Recor from Timon is over yeah, at Connor Fields at Albany, yeah. obviously you can't forget about him. Zeddy Williams oh, in yes. Virginia. Reed Martin from Canisius is at Manhattan. Max Maxwell from Hamburg is at UMBC. Miles Young, Don Perna, Colin Greenway, all three of those guys are at Mercyhurst. So, I mean, yeah, you put the work in, you can definitely play at the next level. Well, Western New York has been producing some really top-shelf uh, lacrosse players, and that's been going on for years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Lacrosse I, and rugby. Yeah, well, rugby uh, is fast-growing, too. We yeah. talk my, all the time about what they're doing at Kenmore West. It's remarkable. My daughter just started playing rugby. She hung up her lacrosse stick and started playing rugby this year for Orchard Park, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And I went to go watch her at St. Bonaventure. And she had her first try, and it was awesome. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I scored I, against Bonaventure. That was my only try. And it was like the greatest feeling in the world. Like, wow, did I really just do that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more lacrosse with Peter Hudecki from St. Joe's. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. <laughs> We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri, along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Peter Hudecki, head coach, St. Joe's Lacrosse. Before we get going, I do want to mention this. If you are a coach in the NASA League, uh, let's see, Williamsville, Lockport, Louport, uh, Cheektowaga, Lancaster, Black Rock, Buffalo Vets, Clarence, Wheatfield, Wilson, and I apologize if I missed anybody, but we have a coach's clinic coming up April the 22nd at Star Point High School beginning at 8 a.m. Jim Mouse McNally will be our featured speaker, and we'll also hear from Ken Stolt and Rob Curran, Heads Up Football. So if you're a NASA member, you're a coach in NASA, uh, you maybe want to contact Ray Turpin if you need more information, and we will see you out there. Nate Geary will be hosting that day so, i know him you guys do know him you know being here we'll probably talking baseball we'll see if we get less simon in on that day maybe next week we'll talk some softball and you better behave yourself you'll end up in the principal office at uh, star point and mr lakata will put you in your spot oh that's right i better behave i always behave Frank, you had something real quick? Yeah, the Sabres have signed uh, Sean Malone, a former Nichols All-Star hockey player, a West Seneca, New York native. The Sabres have signed him to a two-year entry-level contract. Sweet. I like that. All right, let's get back to talking some lacrosse. Uh, Buffalo Public Schools, they're still in a club mode, if I'm not mistaken, right? The varsity team is club. Their modified and JV team are in the section now. Oh, good. Yeah. So then uh, in the near future, we may, might be able to see varsity at the, uh, I mean, the, the you know, go from club to varsity? Yeah, I'm hoping they do. And I, that's, the, that's the plan. I mean, I've talked, I know that the Buffalo Lacrosse Foundation is working with them, headed by Chris Mathias, and they're trying to uh, step up and build inner city lacrosse, which would be great because a lot of the kids love the game once they get exposed to it. Sure, and that's all the schools combined, correct? correct. Yep. All right. Uh, let's jump into uh, some of Section 6, some of the teams that uh, you've seen that you know about and players and things like that. I mean, there's an awful lot to talk about. And, of course, you have your traditional powers like Orchard Park, Silver Creek, and so on. Right now, I mean, if we went based on the ranking so far of the teams that have played, you have 
St. Joe's at one, Hamburg two, Orchard Park three, Canisius four, Grand Island five, Eden six, Lancaster seven, Niagara Wheatfield eight, Medina nine, St. Francis ten. So hmm. those are the top ten as of right now of who who's played, based on Lax Power ra- rankings. Well, I noticed we're missing from that group is uh, Sweet Home, which is traditionally a lacrosse. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sweet Home's zero and four right now. Wow, that's that that's amazing. Uh, you know, Coach Fowler between football and lacrosse has got what nine thousand four hundred and thirty-one wins or some ridiculous number. A gazillion, like that. I don't know. It's something up like there. That. You know, I lost count. Yeah, Coach Fowler's a great coach. He's done a lot for the for the lacrosse in the area. Let's talk about some of the top teams. Okay, so um, let's go with number Hamburg. They have Jack Reddig, Kobe Wright, Jason Chido, who I believe Jason's probably the best player in Western New York. He's very smooth around the net. Does a great job, great finisher. Uh, he's yet is not cho- chosen what school he's going to go to yet, but he's had a lot of schools that are looking after him. So a lot of the scouts are showing up at Hamburg games, uh, taking oh, a look for sure, for sure. And they're a traditional power. You know, you, every year you hear about uh, Hamburg as one of the uh, elite teams. Oh yeah, Hamburg's always up top there. You know, they're always they have a great. You know, most of the teams that have great youth programs usually end up having great high school programs, and they have a great youth program over there at, at Hamburg. Ding, ding, ding. How often have we heard that on this program about the key to having a good uh, high school team is, is the feeder system that's, that's giving them the players. Correct. That's where you got to go where, where it starts. Another team with a great feeder system is Orchard Park. Sure. Um, they're up there. They have uh, one guy that impressed me a lot is Caden Collins. He's a sophomore attackman. He's uh, related to Lane Collins, who's playing at Richmond right now from Bishop Timon. Uh, Coleman Jacobs, another attackman, and then Josh Dahl. He's going to Albany. He's a defenseman, excellent player. Um, Orchard Park's going to have their work cut out for him this year, though, because Lancaster is uh, has a great group of kids this year, and they only lost Orchard Park ten to eight, where Orchard Park has been rolling everyone else, and Lancaster came close to beating him. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the keys to that is uh, Ben Mazer and goal. Ben's an excellent goaltender. He goes to uh, he's committed to Canisius College. And then you have Bryce Benham, who's leading the defense. He's committed to Hobart. And then Brett Beto, one of their top scorers, he's committed to Canisius College. So Lancaster, I think, will beat Orchard Park this year. Wow. I think they will split. Wow. So that'll be interesting. And then you have Grand Island and Eden. And Medina's up there. Medina's doing a great job this year. Um, they have Leading them is Jake Cotter and Brennan Luthart are doing a great job. We have Will East, Will North, Josh Jama, Frank Nunziata, two good defenders in the Winsville District. Got to see them play over the summer. You mentioned Eden. Coach Archibald does such a great job with them. Coach Coach is doing a great job. He's he he's added a lot of depth to his program too. He doesn't just have one or two guys that can go. He's actually got a, a good number of guys who can work the ball and play. I, I I picked them to you know lead their section this year. Um, another good team that I think is you know they're young but they're figuring it out is Clarence. Clarence will push this year. They have a really good long stick midi, uh, Brett Naylor. He's committed to RIT. Hockey player. Yeah, he's yeah, a big, big kid. Big kid. Yeah, real big kid. He's he's really good. He moves well for a big guy too. Going to RIT for lacrosse. As RIT for lacrosse. Yes. Hockey. Yeah. They have a good feeder system too. I understand. Clarence, Clarence is a very good feeder system as well. So most of the big schools have good feeder systems, but a lot of the, the smaller schools are starting to work on that. And uh, you know, even even when. They don't. They find other teams to play with and other guys to work with. There's a lot of good opportunities in Western New York to play over the summer or the fall. 
Well, I mentioned the coaching clinic that I put together that's coming up. Uh, is there something out there for the lacrosse youth coaches to be able to connect with the high school and college coaches and, and learn more about the game? There's a Western New York Lacrosse League, which a lot of the youth programs participate in. Um, we have a team that's in that. Um, ours is open to anybody, so it's 14U. So if you want, if you if your town doesn't have a team or you want to play on another team, we have a 14U team that we play in July and uh, early June and in July. And then there's other just travel programs and stuff. I, we actually have the fortunate that uh, there was a Division Three lacrosse coach that moved back to Buffalo, Colin Bathory. He's on our staff now. Another big reason for a lot of our success offensively. He's actually doing clinics. He's got a Bison lacrosse program that he will do clinics. And it's, uh, if you need to contact him, it would be bisonlacrosse1 at gmail.com. He's, he would be able to be out there and work with guys individually. I know there's the BLA, there's Performax with Mike Albert. He does a great job. Champion with Joe Smith. BYL, uh, that's open to anyone. That's Buffalo Youth Lacrosse. Chris Mathias does a great job with that program there. So there's lots of opportunities for these guys to play at the, at the young level. Cool. And, that's, I, I, and I told, you know, I'm also the president for Youth Lacrosse, and that's one of our things that we've been working on is trying to expose the younger kids and give them more opportunities to play the sport because I really don't feel there's enough at this in this area to do that because we're trying to compete with Rochester and Syracuse and sure. those areas have <laughs> and good you know, luck and good luck with that how are the numbers <laughs> with the girls too are the girls numbers up yeah the girls the girls are doing better um who is it someone just added a team i think it was Oh, I can't remember offhand, but some another girls team added. I just talked to Beth Stone about it. Beth does a great job. She's like the guru of girls across in the area. Yeah, her, uh, Julie Buccieri. Yeah, yeah, Julie too. Yeah, I like it. The uh, Lady yeah. Monsters. Yeah. And uh, is uh, Janet Battaglia still back at uh, Amherst as well for uh, girls? I thought she retired. I think she, she did, retired. But she, again? I thought last yeah. year was going to be her last. Okay. Because uh, she came out of retirement and then back. Just my cousin, my wife's cousin. So I kind of you know, heard there. Uh, let's get back to talking about some of the school, other schools uh, and players. Yeah, a couple of uh, schools you didn't mention that are traditionally good at uh, lacrosse. I didn't hear you mention them. And that would be Silver Creek and uh, Akron. Yeah. Akron and yeah. uh, Lakeshore. And Lakeshore. Yeah, Lakeshore hasn't played a game yet, so it's tough to find out because they're, they're a grass field over there, so they haven't been ah. able to get a, a game yet. A lot of these teams, like the Williamsville teams, are getting their games in because they're using that new turf over at Will North. So they're playing games over there, which is good. You know, right now, turf is king right now because the weather's been so off and on. I was going to say, you know, a lot of teams have uh, probably struggling to get outside if they don't have uh, turf like in Niagara Falls and – uh, I don't know. If, no, I don't think Wheatfield does. They have grass. Wheatfield has grass, but Wheatfield's played a lot of their games away. But they've got three games out of the, have got three games in. The all the Winslow schools are getting turf this year. Right. So North got it first. South and East will be will have theirs by next year for football season. I think. Yeah. So very important to get out there and, and get on the field. You can't just stim- simulate it in the gym. No, Jim, you it just messes up with your spacing. It's not wide enough, not big enough. You mentioned Grand Island earlier. What's going on with their program? Yeah, you know, Ted Lee is a new coach over there. He's been over there for, I think it's two or three years. He's done a great job of bringing that program back to where it used to be. Back in the day, Grand Island was one of the top programs when I first started out. And uh, they're pushing really hard. They're 3-0 and right now. They beat East Aurora uh, during the week 10-4. to Yeah, and East Aurora is another good team that has a good feeder program. You know, East Aurora has had a good youth feeder program historically so it seems like lacrosse back when i was in high school was one of those sports that kids went to when there was 
they couldn't make the baseball team. There's nothing to do. But now it seems kids are actually playing lacrosse year round as opposed to well, it'll fill up my spring season, my spring schedule. It, it'll keep me in shape and get ready for football or what have you. But it seems now more kids are drawn to the sport and playing it year round because of the opportunities after high school. I agree, and I I lived that because when I first took over at St. Joe's, we would get have kids, and then kids would get cut from baseball, and they'd come to me and be like, "Can I come out for lacrosse?" And be like, "Sure," you know. And it'd be like a weekend of your season, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah. And some of these kids, it'd be new to them, you know. So you got to deal with the whole catching and throwing part and all that. But yeah, it's definitely grown. I think it's well. Everyone says it's the fastest growing sport in the area right now, and I think that's true. And I, a lot of schools are adding a sport, and I look forward to more schools adding a sport. We were talking earlier about club teams in the area, like Depew. I think is a school that could add the sport. Um, New Fane are, are schools that could add the sport, but it comes down to funding ultimately. Yeah. You know, yeah, and the the, the dollar's not uh, stretching as far as it used to. Exactly, we exactly. saw that with hockey. Uh, you know, during the season, a couple of club teams next year will make the jump to varsity. And I was I asked you during the break, what does it take for a club team like a Depew or the Kenton schools to jump up to varsity level? And, and I guess it just comes down to money and the AD are pushing for it. Yeah, the AD or the board pushing for it um first of all you have to show that you have numbers you have the players that can get out there and you're going to be able to compete you don't want to go out there and if you have one injury you got to postpone a game or forfeit a game because you can't field a team correct correct and, the, and those two teams have historically shown in the club league that they're re- definitely capable at the jv level and the varsity level to because they have jv club too to uh have a program I mean, but, I know but it comes down to funding. I, see, when we were at football, uh, when we had football practice, I would see uh, kids with lacrosse sticks that weren't playing football, but you know their brothers out there playing football, so they're occupying their time with a lacrosse stick. One of our players, he says, "Yeah, coach, football is not my game. I'm a lacrosse player." Yeah, I mean, I have fortunately I have Casey Kelly, who's a great kid, and he picked up a lacrosse stick because his brother Chad had a lacrosse stick. And now Casey's playing, you know, he's one of our top guys, you know, and if it wasn't for that, I, the whole Deacon family, I have three Deacons have gone through my program. It, James Deacon went to Canisius, Eric Deacon's at Lemoyne right now, and then you have Zach Deacon, and all of them picked up lacrosse sticks because their brothers had lacrosse sticks. So, yeah, it's growing, the popularity is there, but it's not showing up as much on TV, and I think that's where it needs to expand. Well, yeah. On ESPN3 today, Canisius plays Detroit, and the winner will be the lead of the MAC. That's at 12 o'clock today. So there's more opportunities. If you have ESPN3, you can watch a lot of lacrosse. And you think about it, too. You know, uh, Look at soccer. Okay, soccer usually gets goes through a boom after the World Cup You know, because it's large stage. It's... You know, people are watching. And they, hey, I kind of like that. Uh, is there anything for lacrosse as far as world championships, things like that, that would get more and more people excited about the game? Yeah, I mean, the, the championship during Memorial Day weekend is pretty exciting because they put on the Division Three, Division Two championship game, and then they put the semis on. You know, on that Monday, which is pretty exciting. You know, a lot of people watch that, and it's had a good time, just like in the middle of the day. You know, but I agree with you. I mean. There needs to be more opportunities where you can watch lacrosse. And I'm not just talking about the indoor game. You know, it's it's the outdoor game that I think attracts uh, attracts the kids. But are you getting kids coming in and saying, you know, I want to play for the Bandits someday? You know, this is why I'm in, in, involved with lacrosse. Oh yeah, there's a lot of kids that want to play the indoor game, which is totally different. Box and field are different. They do 
you know, cross between each other, but they are two different different games. But a lot of kids, you know, that want to get better, they end up gravitating and playing box because box will make you a better lacrosse player. I got to imagine kids that co- that play for your team, you know, come to St. Joe's specifically to play lacrosse. They do now. Okay. Not in the past, who, they did not. Who comes the furthest? Oh, to, to play lacrosse, specifically play lacrosse at St. Joe's. Do you have anyone coming in from, like, you know, Ontario or, you know, maybe down from Lakeshore area, Eden like that? I wish I had Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, I, have, I have Cody McAvoy. He comes from Eden. Okay. That's pretty far. Okay. Um, I'm hoping a couple – I have a couple of guys coming from Lakeshore next year. And, uh, yeah, a lot of guys make the trip. And it's like I have a – there's another kid from Akron who will be coming next year. And uh, it is a long trip, you know what I mean? But, you know, I, the kids love it, and uh, we do a great job over there, and I'm pretty sure they're, they're pretty happy after they, you know, get their four years over there. Let's take a break, and when we come back, more lacrosse talk with uh, Coach Hudecki. And don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday is coming up at 11 o'clock. Tonight at 7, it's the Sabres and Florida Panthers right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday coming up next. Don't forget, 7 o'clock, Sabres and Panthers right here at WGR Sports Radio 550. Also, don't forget the uh, Silver Hoops Classic going out to Grabiash School on military in Black Rock. Dean Adams and Hunter uh, Cummins from Orchard Park are doing the PA. Sweet. That, those games, yeah. So make sure you go out there and check it out. One last segment with Peter Hudecki, head coach of St. Joe's Lacrosse. Talk about some of the teams that, uh, you know, they may not be contending for a championship, but they're still going to give other teams fits. And if you're not prepared to play for them, you could be on the losing end. Yeah, I, you know, you mentioned Sweet Home before. I, I still think they have an opportunity to compete. They have two really good players, Matt Kadamski and then Nate Faller who's the grandson of John Fowler. He also played football. Well, that must makes everybody feel nice and young. Now his grandson's playing <laughs> high school sports. Yeah. Good God. Eh, you know. But, you know, another team is Eden. I think Eden, uh, we didn't get to mention any of their kids. So uh, Henry Young, Donovan Ersing, Josh Pilar, Pat Cudahy and goal. I think they have a good shot to win Class D, which is the first time for New York they're having actually a Class D now. It used to just be A, B, and C. Right. So now they have a class D. You mentioned earlier, you mentioned Eden in the top ten. So actually you weren't uh, segregating them by class. These are just best teams regardless of their size. Yeah, and that's usually based on their score or their schedule and the scores in their schedule. And then it's an RPI rating. I didn't look that up. But usually that's just based on who you play. Right. Because a lot of us play outside the the section. Do your games fall on a certain night of the week? Uh, For us, most of our games are Tuesday, Thursday for our league games. And our non-league games are usually on Saturdays. You didn't by any chance schedule any non-leaguers against the likes of either uh, Victor or uh, Pitts, Pittsburgh, did you? Yeah, we have Pittsburgh on our schedule. At home? Yes, we play them at home. Wow. So that'll be a great game. Do you, Do you like lining up those those tough games? I mean, you mentioned the trip that you guys are about to I go lo- on. I love playing competition. I'd rather play competition than play down. Anyway, right. You know. Do you have a date off the top of your head of that Pittsburgh game? Yes. <laughs> You're putting him <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> uh, you know, it's in two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, it's a Saturday, and I'm pretty sure it is the 20th, 20th, the 20th of May. 
May 20th. Yeah. Because uh, Tony, I had an opportunity twice last year to see Victor play Pittsburgh, once in the regular season, once in the uh, playoffs and all that. Unbelievable. Of course, that Victor, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to that Victor complex that they have it's up amazing, there. Yeah. Unbe- this is a college ca- ca- campus, yeah. basically, and all that. I bet you at those two games combined, well, I think the playoff game might have been at St. John Fisher, now that I think about it. Was, it. Yeah. But at the the number of fans at those two games combined, I'll bet you equal all the fans at Western New York of all schools combined. It is a religion down there. But if you want to see some lacrosse, I suggest May 20th at St. Joe's. Yeah. If you're interested in lacrosse, that's the place to be. That's almost uh, the way of life, though, out there in Rochester, isn't it, lacrosse? Yeah. Are yeah. we closing the gap at all on Rochester and Syracuse? I, I, I'm hoping we do. You know, um, the B's are going to be tough. The A's are going to be tough. You know, the C's are going to be tough. I mean, they're all tough. You know what I mean? You have perennial teams over there. Like, we play Penn Yen as well. Penn Yen's a perennial. They For were a, years. C, a C team. Now they're a D this year. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. So I just, it's going to be tough for someone to beat Penyan. Um, I mean, they it, were lacrosse before lacrosse was cool. Yeah, yeah. Western region is getting better. And I say Western region so I can include Section 5 and all that. Uh, my contact uh, tells me that, you know, as much as uh, Section 5 would be more dominant over Section 6, the Syracuse area would be as dominant over Section oh, 5. Liverpool. And. And this was what really blew me away was the fact that they said Long Island is as dominant over the Syracuse area. So, you know, I said, Long Island, who plays lacrosse in Long That's Island? Big. It's a religion down there. Yeah, and those schools are huge. Long Island is huge over there. And they have a lot of kids to uh, choose from. I mean, my first introduction to lacrosse was from somebody that uh, graduated from Liverpool in there Syracuse. That's yeah. the first time I ever saw a stick. I didn't know anything about the game and you know, when I was going to Buff State. I don't know if the rest of the region is anywhere near catching up, but Victor has, because Victor, I think, has won state champion in the last two years. Yeah, for two different sections. Right. Then, uh, I mean, uh, top sections, we're not talking D&C. I think it's... Yeah. A and B, B and A. And B, There's yeah. no such animal as double A and right, correct. cross. So, what would Western New York's best hope be to capture a state title? I mean, what program seems to be moving in that direction? Well, Hamburg and Orchard Park are always okay. pushing, you know, in that direction. And you know, in in the past, they have they've gone far. You know, uh, Hamburg went far. I think it was two years ago. They did great. You know, it's just. It's just timing, you know. Some t- like Victor had T.D. Erling, who's who was the faceoff guy for them, and he was phenomenal. Yes, and he's oh, doing ridic- great, ridiculous he's, he's numbers. Doing great at Albany right now. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Peter, thanks so much for coming in today and uh, wealth of information. It's always great to talk to you, talk some lacrosse, a lot of fun. And so, Frank and Roger, thank you. Thank Nate. And don't forget, also, coming up soon, check out the Buffalo Blitz. And I think it's the Niagara Thunder, Niagara Falls Thunder uh, football teams that they're getting going. And I'm going to go catch a game in, uh, in a couple of weeks. So, looking forward to that. We'll talk to you guys next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.